Lecture topic. Sabr and Shukr. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihim nadheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Fadhkuruni adhkurukum wa shkuruli wa la takfurun. Wa qala ta'ala. كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا وَالْبَسُوا وَتَصَدَّقُوا عَنْ غَيْرِ مَخِيلَةٍ وَلَا إِسْرَافٍ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Any person undertaking something, some task, the most important thing in that is to understand what is his objective. Sometimes because of the lack of understanding, maybe the person himself might not know why he is doing something, but somebody behind knows why it is happening. For example, a child is sent to school, that child has no idea why he is going to school. And he is just going through the motions. But the parents have an idea because they have matured, they have understood, they know why they are going through this whole process and undertaking all the costs involved because they have some objective at the end of the day. Sometimes, unfortunately, the objective is not even in order. But nevertheless, there is some objective. So a person does something, he does something because he understands some objective behind it. And therefore he undertakes whatever costs are involved, whatever sacrifices are to be made, whatever efforts are required, he is ready to do everything. So when all the things that we do in life, whether it is running a business, whether somebody is acquiring some skill, whether somebody is doing something else, everybody has some objective. Have we asked ourselves that I am in this life of this world and going past this aspect of life, what is my objective of living in this dunya? If I have to have an objective of going to run my business, I have to have an objective of going to undertake some study, I have to have an objective. Otherwise, if I tell somebody that I am running this business, I don't know why. I am undertaking this study, but I don't know why. Let's say something is not right with this person. So in all these things, I have to have an objective and know my objective. Then this entire aspect of life. What is my objective? Why am I here in dunya? What is my purpose? If I am not aware of it to start off with, that is a very, very big problem. That's a disaster. And if I am aware of it but not conscious of it, that too is a problem. So now what is our objective Allah Ta'ala has spelt out in the Quran Sharif? وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says we have not created insan and jinnad for any other purpose but for one purpose. Illa liya'budun but so that they may worship me. Recognize Allah Ta'ala and having recognized Allah Ta'ala submit oneself entirely to our sustainer, our creator, our nourisher. So this is our object in life to recognize our Rabb. If you recognize everything else but we haven't recognized Allah Ta'ala, we failed in our objective. And having recognized Him, 
to submit ourselves to him entirely. So in order to make us conscious of this, among the commands Allah Ta'ala has given us is فَذْكُرُونِي azkurukum, The command of remembering Allah Ta'ala all the time. Person who remembers Allah Ta'ala, then he'll remember what his purpose in life is also. And all the time being in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, all the time remembering Allah Ta'ala, and all the time being in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, does not require that a person is going to be having to sit into in the masjid 24 hours a day, or he has to be in sajda all the time. That sajda in the time of that sajda is compulsory, in the time of the five daily salah that he has to perform. And apart from that he will perform some further salah as well. But together with the ibadat that we understand in terms of our salah, our fasting, zakat, hajj, and included in this is all the nawafil, etc. Even the person conducting his business in the way that will earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, that too is an ibadat. The person living with his family in the correct manner, in the way that Rasulullah lived as a person in his home, and how he lived as a husband to his wives, how he lived as a father to his children, somebody emulates that beautiful pattern in that consciousness. Then that too is a very great ibadat. Let alone these aspects, the person going to the toilet in the correct manner, following the sunnah of Rasulullah consciously adopting that sunnah, that too is a great ibadat. So if that too is an ibadat, what about the rest? Obviously everything will become ibadat, provided it is done correctly, and provided it is done with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, and the consciousness that this is the sunnah, and the mubarak way of Rasulullah So this is our life, our whole life revolves around this. So a person who has this consciousness, what is my purpose in life? I am here to recognize my Rabb. Everything else is secondary. This is primary. And having recognized Allah Ta'ala, I have to submit myself to Allah Ta'ala entirely. And now to make us conscious of this all the time, so that we don't ever forget, Allah Ta'ala has prescribed upon us zikr. Fazkuruni azkurkum. You remember me, I will remember you. You remember me through your obedience. I will remember you through my grace and showering my na'mas and bounties upon you. So this constant remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, this is an extremely fundamental aspect in a mu'min's life. And this remembrance as mentioned in every form of ibadat, that the person going to the toilet correctly in the sunnah manner consciously, that too is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And the person conducting his business, staying away from haram, not getting involved in interest, not cheating and deceiving, not doing anything that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with, consciously, because this is what my Allah wants. That too is an ibadat. So in any case, this is the first very important aspect in this ayat, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَشْكُرُونِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ This is very, very important to note, that just as they are ibadat, and acts of worship that pertain to our external self. Person performing salah, this is a physical ibadat. The person fasting, it's a physical ibadat. Person performing hajj, etc. Then there's monetary ibadat, zakat. These are all external aspects. They are also very, very great ibadat pertaining to our internal self. As many, many things, time is very limited. 
But among the very great internal ibadats is the ibadat of sabr and shukr. It's an ibadat. Many a person who adopts sabr in some instance, that sabr might be on anything. It might be sabr in terms of some difficulty that came. So he's adopting sabr by not complaining and not making statements that are against deen and not crossing the lines of sharia and expressing that grief. So that's sabr. Or it might be sabr at the time of restraining himself when he is tempted towards haram. So he is not giving in. He is refraining from that. And it's taking a, there's a lot of pressure on the heart at that moment. But he's saying, I will take this pressure on the heart, but I will not break Allah's command. That's sabr. Sabr anil ma'asi. So he's making sabr. Person is making sabr in fulfilling Allah's command. He has to wake up in the time, at the time of Fajr and leave his bed. It might be a cold morning and it's requiring a mujahada and a struggle. But he says, come what may, I will do this. So he's making sabr against that dictates of the nafs. That now you remain in bed. Say, I'm not going to remain in bed now. I will take whatever pressure comes on my nafs, but I will now proceed to the house of Allah Ta'ala. And I will inhabit the masjid. So now that's sabr also. The sabr itself is a very, very great ibadat. He understands going to salah as an ibadat, but he didn't understand that sabr being an ibadat. He understood that not doing the haram was necessary, but he didn't understand that refraining himself and making sabr at that moment, that too is a very great ibadat. So this is one very great ibadat. And like sabr is a very great ibadat, shukr is also a very, very great internal ibadat. So shikr is the ibadat of the heart. And Allah Ta'ala says, Sazkuruni azkurukum. And immediately thereafter, Washkuruli. And be grateful to me. Make shukr. Now one very important lesson we learn here is, that person will truly be able to fulfill this injunction of shukr. Who truly has zikr in his life. Sazkuruni azkurukum. You make zikr. Remember me all the time. Remember everything is Allah Ta'ala's gift. Remember this life of yours with Allah Ta'ala's grace. And every breath you take is Allah Ta'ala's gift. In the times that we are running through, how conscious we have become of what a na'mat it is to breathe. And a person who now suddenly can't take that breath easily, and now he has to be connected to so many devices to help him breathe. And this one breath that we take, Shaykh Saadi Rahimahullah says, every breath requires two shukar. One for being able to breathe in and to be able to exhale. Somebody got very sick and then he went through a lot of difficulty in that he had to be prompted to breathe in. And then when he took the breath in, somebody had to be sitting there and tell him, now breathe out. Because of whatever his condition was, he even lost the rhythm of breathing. And every time that he now is not taking that breath in, it's making him, putting him in distress. And then he took the breath in, he's not taking it out. So now he had to be prompted, breathe out. Subhanallah, have we made shukr for this ni'mat and bounty of Allah Ta'ala? So Allah Ta'ala says, first kuruni, remember me, I will remember you. And the person who will truly be in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, he will be able to truly be grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Washkuruni, be grateful. Now the shukr is an extremely great ibadat which we unfortunately neglect. 
and a very simple ibadat and an ibadat which is not even it can be saved from every kind of riya as well a person doing something is giving charity sometimes now he's, somebody might have overseen somebody saw what's going on and he comes into his heart I hope this fellow took notes so now somebody will notice that charity being given and Allah forbid sometimes you want it to be noted then that destroys everything person performing salah something can come in his heart I hope so and so is taking notice it will destroy the salah he must do it for Allah Ta'ala alone doesn't mean he must stop doing it but he must do it for Allah Ta'ala alone but a person making shukr in his heart he knows about it and Allah Ta'ala knows about it nobody else knows what's going on they think this person is sitting idly but he's making shukr to Allah Ta'ala Ashkuruli. he's praising Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala and that praise of Allah Ta'ala Allahumma lakal hamd wa lakal shukr Allah all praises due to you for all your bounties and ni'mads Allah you bless me with the bounty of iman Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil iman Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil islam Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil quran Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil deen Allah you allowed me to come into your house Alhamdulillah Thumma Alhamdulillah what a ni'mad how many people unfortunately in this time and age are deprived of this ni'mad how much shukar we must make for this so now this ni'mad then all the worldly benefits and bounties Allah Ta'ala blesses us and showers upon us every moment how much shukar we make for that so now the shukar and when a person will be truly fulfilling shukar then he'll get safe from the opposite of shukar Allah Ta'ala couples that with it Ashkuruli wala takfurun don't ever be ungrateful. Why? Wala in kafartum inna azabi la shadid. In another ayat, Allah Taala says, "If you are ungrateful, my punishment is also very severe." Recently, we heard, we learned some lessons in life, some lessons that we could have taken from others elsewhere in the world, but we had to learn that lesson ourselves. It's a lesson we should keep remembering. It's a lesson we should keep speaking about. It's a lesson we should keep reminding ourselves and others about in our homes, elsewhere. The lesson that we learn to appreciate even a loaf of bread. That a person could have bought maybe not one supermarket, he might have been able to buy many, many supermarkets. But he had to also wait for a loaf of bread somewhere in a line. Could we have imagined ourselves in that condition wasting half a slice, wasting a part of a slice? We wouldn't have done it. If our child wasted something, there would have been a very different reaction. Why? We learned in that condition to appreciate what is a loaf of bread. Allah Ta'ala taught us one lesson. Allah Ta'ala save us from all trials and tribulations. Allah Ta'ala save the whole ummah from all trials and tribulations. But we must not lose that lesson that we learned. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat in deen and dunya. But these lessons are there for us to take to heart. Now that was one lesson we learned in a situation. But after the situation passed, have we gone back to wastage? Now this particular ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, in kafartum inna If you are ungrateful, then my azab is also very severe. Beware of it. What is this ingratitude? One is wasting Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats and bounties. Wasting in what? So now just to take one, two examples. For example, there's a wedding. 
Now can we put our hands on our heart and sincerely say that no, not one bit is wasted here. There's a walima, so a walima is sunnah, so a person is entitled to now feed his guests and honor them in a good way and treat them in a good way and even uh, go a little bit beyond the general level what he can afford without any difficulty to honor his guests, by all means, at all within limits. But then the frills and fancies that go along with it, people spend tens of thousands of rands in floral arrangements and in deco sometimes hundreds of thousands, Allah forbid. For what? For making a name for that few hours. And then what? All torn and thrown away. Now is this not Israf? Forget Israf, this is beyond Israf. This is beyond Israf. This is what Allah wa ta'ala mentions in another ayat. إِنَّ الْمُبَذِّرِينَ كَانُوا إِخْوَانَ الشَّيَاطِينَ One is israf. For example, in wudu. Now wudu can be performed with a certain amount of water. Rasulullah would perform wudu with one mud, which is approximately three quarters of a liter. And he should take a bath in one sa', which is approximately four and a half liters. That was the amount of water Rasulullah used for wudu, for ghusl. Now a person is making wudu, there's a certain amount of water that is sufficient. And now he's got the tap running and he's using far beyond that. That's israf. And now that israf, Allah Ta'ala has declared, Inna Allah la yuhibbul musrifeen. Allah Ta'ala does not love those who make israf, who waste. Now he's made wudu, which is such a great ibadat, but he did it in a way where he lost out on the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Inna Allah la yuhibbul musrifeen. He came out of that group who Allah Ta'ala loves. And then spending where it's not even permissible, that is becoming the friend of shaitan, إِنَّ الْمُبَذِّرِينَ كَانُوا إِخْوَانَ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِرَبِّهِ كَفُورًا Allah says, وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ Don't be ungrateful. Allah reminds us here. وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ لِرَبِّهِ كَفُورًا وَكَانَ الشَّيْطَانُ لِرَبِّهِ كَفُورًا Shaitan was this very ungrateful fellow. Don't follow in his footsteps. Don't become his brother. Now let us think about it. That how much have we in some way or the other, at some time or the other, become the brothers of shaitan? In following fashion, how much people spend in following fashion, just because the fashion change, now that must be put aside something new. And that something new is costing an arm and a leg, which in that, if a person just took the label out only, better quality and everything else the same, just took that label out, that brand out of the equation, that he would have been able to, the money that he saved, he just wore something without that brand, but the same quality etc., the money that he saved in the process, he would have been able to clothe many people who don't have basic clothing to wear. If he just took the brands out of things, because that is what now will give some kind of recognition, so he forgot about that recognition in the sight of people. He wanted to become beloved to Allah Ta'ala. So he left the brand labels aside, just that saving will feed many a starving person. That brand, if he took it out of the shoe, the saving alone will make many a person wear shoes who's walking bare feet. So this is that israf. And then going beyond that in following all these fashions and so on, this becomes tabzir. This makes a person become the friend of shaitan, the brother of shaitan, which Allah Ta'ala speaks about in the science.
So now we have to come back onto shukr. And shukr requires that in every aspect we turn to Allah Ta'ala and we are grateful to Him and we use His ni'mats in a way that Allah Ta'ala will become pleased. And when a person is remembering Allah Ta'ala, he'll be grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Why? Because he's all the time remembering that this is not mine. This doesn't belong to me. This is Allah Ta'ala's gift and ni'mat and it is His amanat. I will be answerable on the day of Qiyamah. وَعَنْ مَالٍ مِنْ أَيْنَ اكْتَسَبَهُ وَفِيمَ أَنْفَقَهُ among the questions that will be asked to every single person before he moves from the spot that he's standing on on the day of Qiyamah how he earned his wealth and where he spent it also so shukr 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 requires staying away from israf then the person is truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala that he's not wasting Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat not wasting it in day to day things in day to day things of daily life not wasting electricity because Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat Suddenly when there's load shedding, a person realizes what a ni'mat this is. Not wasting water, not wasting one grain of food, not wasting one drop. Many a time, just to take one simple, sometimes a person now uses a spoon. And now the spoon was used to dish out some food. And then now that spoon gets put into the sink. And now there's particles of food attached to it. And what happens to it gets washed down the drain. That particle of food, it was that one grain added to many, many more, one, one grains that filled our stomach. It's a single grain added to many, many more single grains that filled the stomach. So that one grain also is Allah Ta'ala's great na'mad. And in places where they couldn't get that one grain also, then they realize what's the bounty of one grain? What's the bounty of one drop of water? So now the person just takes it and puts it in the sink and washes it down the drain. That pot is just left with so many bits of food left in it and just washed down. And that is bits of food in the leftover. People talk about, they say there's tons of food collectively wasted in people eating out and what not happens, Allah forbid. All this is answerable to Allah. So this, this is just one part of it. There's so much more to it. The lesson, nevertheless, we have to become truly grateful to Allah. We have to stop all this israf and tabzir, these situations that came about and all these occurrences, whether in our own country, whether in other parts of the world, this is meant to become an ibrat for us, a lesson. And this lesson is meant to be translated into practicality, not just as a theory. It must make some difference in our life. It must make us more grateful. It must make us cut out all the israf and tabzir. It must make us become more conscious of Allah Ta'ala. We must become zakir. If we become zakir, inshallah we'll become shakir as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq.